This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, November 9th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. How will Obamacare affect young adults? Provisions in leading bills would require young people to buy insurance while simultaneously preventing insurers from offering low-cost insurance to people who are less expensive to insure, namely young adults. In other words, young adults will have to pay above-market prices for insurance. Aaron Yellowitz is an associate professor of economics at the University of Kentucky and author of the new Cato paper, Obamacare, a bad deal for young adults. We spoke Friday. How affordable is insurance for people in their 20s? We're talking about remaking a system in the name of 46 million people who do not have insurance. How affordable is insurance for people in their 20s generally? For people in their 20s, insurance is affordable in some states and not in other states. In some states, uh, there are plenty of state regulations that make unin- that make insur- that that make buying insurance quite unaffordable for young individuals. For example, in New York State, essentially insurance is priced as if everyone who's buying it is like a 55-year-old, and so m- many 25-year-olds would find that to be a bad deal. For example, if you go on to e-health insurance, the typical policy that you would buy in New York State is around $400 a month, which would gobble up a fair share of an individual's income, uh, a, a young individual's income. In contrast, in California, you could buy a policy for around one-third the price of that in New York, so it's quite a bit more affordable. I've looked at the data also and found that in, even in California, where um, uninsurance is relatively affordable, among those who are healthy, unattached, and have income more than $25,000 per year, roughly a third of young people still don't buy insurance. So they're still not finding it to be a good deal for their money, even though by any metric it would be affordable. It's actually pretty striking for a 25-year-old, the difference between insurance rates in California and New York. You said it, was, it seems to be almost across the board about three times as much for low-cost policies, middle-range middle, middle range policies, and the most expensive policies. That's right. In New York, about 15 years ago, New York implemented what's called community rating and guaranteed issue. What those mean is that essentially we have to, what we have to do is, in New York, charge everyone the same price if you go into the individual market to buy health insurance. So whether you're a 55-year-old with diabetes or with cancer, or a 25-year-old who runs five miles per day, then you have to pay the same price for health insurance if you buy the same policy. Clearly, there are huge health differences as people age. Young people tend to be a whole lot healthier than older people. So because of the fact that insurers have to charge the same price, and given the fact that they can't turn down unhealthy people, which is what guaranteed issue is, then premiums adjust upward in a sense, to assume the worst. So in New York, they're assuming that the kind of person who would apply is going to be relatively unhealthy. Compare that with California, where we rate people based on their actual health. So young people pay far less than older people in California. So premiums in New York are quite a bit higher than that in California. If prices are higher than what a market would yield and young people are less likely to take advantage of of the premiums that are being charged in states like New York under uh, community rating and guaranteed issue, President Obama has argued, well, 
We have the individual mandate that is a requirement that you do buy health insurance. Uh, as you point out, that is to keep um, people in the re- young, healthy people in the rating pool, arguably to drive down premiums, right? The point of the individual mandates, given that young people are already rejecting affordable health insurance in places like California. The only real reason left standing to have an individual mandate is to provide a cross-subsidy for older people. Think about the New York example. Premiums are around $400 per month. For young people, premiums would be, in an unregulated market, perhaps around $100 per month. Imagine that we force the young people into the health insurance pool in New York that would drive down the premiums for the older individuals, drive it up to some extent for the younger individuals, and clearly provide a cross-subsidy from the young to the old. Some would call that a tax. Uh, whether you call it a tax or not, it is certainly redistribution from the young to the old. President Obama has argued that uh, mandating health insurance coverage is uh, no different, really, than requiring that people buy auto insurance. I find that analogy to fall flat for a number of reasons. First off, one can't choose unless one leaves the United States to avoid this mandate um, without breaking the law or paying a fine. In the auto insurance example, what we observe is that people do opt out of driving a car. Look in Washington, D.C., New York City, Boston, places like that. People have chosen, for among other reasons, to not purchase cars and purchase auto insurance, but rely on other means of transportation. So first off, people can opt out of auto insurance by opting out of driving a car. The second thing is that the second reason why the analogy falls flat, in my view, is that in the auto insurance example, in virtually all states, I believe, we relate risk of getting in an accident to auto insurance premiums. So a 16-year-old driver pays far greater premiums than, say, a 55-year-old driver because 16-year-old drivers tend to get in lots of accidents. Also, a non-driver doesn't pay auto insurance premiums because they don't have a car. The analogy here would be that non-drivers are forced to buy auto insurance and pay the same premiums as, say, both the 16-year-old and the 55-year-old. So it doesn't really seem to me to be a good analogy. Many people believe that young people go without health insurance because they are short-sighted and that they have an inaccurate perception of their own uh, vulnerability to the world around them. My view is, is that that may or may not be correct. Um, it's hard for me to know. Uh, there are probably young people who don't perceive the risk correctly and then, plan- and then others who do perceive it correctly and rationally choose to not buy health insurance. Many of the kind of people who preach to young people that they're being short-sighted and that they believe that they're indestructible, though, tend to be older adults. These older adults should ask themselves, have they bought life insurance? Have they bought long-term care insurance? Both of those are critical parts of financial planning and it's, I think, the reason why many older adults have not bought life insurance or have not bought long-term care insurance is because they don't find it to be a good value for the money. Um, yet, by any measure, these are things that would help insure against various risks that are actually pretty important risks as one grows older. Aaron Yellowitz is an associate professor of economics at the University of Kentucky and author of the new Cato paper, Obamacare, A Bad Deal for Young Adults. You can read it at Cato.org.